Hello everyone and welcome back. Uh, Today I'll be talking to you all about uh, the two appointments I had. Uh, The one I had with my pulmonologist and the one I had with the rheumatologist. And the one I had with the pulmonologist um, in October, he had me to go have uh, a CT scan done on my uh, lungs and uh, chest. So I went in and I got the results back and um, my right lung was at 5%. Now it's completely at 0%. So I'm functioning on one lung right now and I'm blessed and thankful that I'm not having a whole lot of complications. but my left lung is at 85% and they wants to start me on a new medication that's supposed to help slow down the progress of the scar tissue that's going on. And um, right now I am uh, waiting for my insurance uh, to approve it. Whenever they they get the paperwork and stuff to them, because I talked to my case manager and see had they received anything. She said they haven't received anything yet. And um, I'm have to go and uh, have a liver test done uh, because when I called the doctor's office, I asked them uh, what was taking so long. That uh, the lady told me she forgot to tell me that I had to have a, a liver test done before I can actually um, get started on the medication and before they can submit it to my uh, insurance company and to the company that actually uh, makes the medicine. Um, Because they say if uh, my insurance does not cover it by me not making $76,000 a year, that the company would give it to me for free. So that's where I'm at right now, waiting on that to find out what's going on with that. And um, but other than that, I you know I feel good. You know, um, he told me that you know if I uh, needs to start taking my portable with me when I you know feeling short of breath or anything, to, you know to go ahead and do that. You know, but if I have a lot of coughing or anything like that at night, to go ahead and um, put myself on the uh, the uh, oxygen machine while you know I'm I'm sleeping at night, if I need it. But he said that probably down the road I probably will need it, both of them more often. But right now, I like I said, I'm very blessed that I'm not having any complications you know, uh, with my breathing, anything like that. And uh, they put me back on the lung transplant list. And uh, they're um, going to do a workup panel uh, with a specialist hospital. And I'm waiting to hear from them so I can go in and get started on that again. The first time that I had to do uh, the panel, 
for a lung transplant. That was back in 2009. And that's when they told me that my immune system was really bad, that I wouldn't even survive the surgery. But by me having uh, taken the autoimmune shots, uh, they thinking that I would have a better chance uh, this go round. So we're going to see. And um, I'm very hopeful and, and thankful. And I'm leaving it in my Heavenly Father's hand because he's the only one that knows. And um, when I went to my rheumatologist appointment, um, I uh, asked him about uh, the results of the bone density in the spine test. His uh, reaction was um, pain management. <clears throat> okay. I have done pain management before. Pain management did, did anything for me. When I first went into pain management, they took me off all my med, pain meds that I was on and started me on something totally different. Something that it made me have a relapse to where my pain level is always high. On a good day for me, my pain level could be a seven. That's that's a good day for me. My pain level never dropped below a seven. Um, but uh, and I told him, okay, that's not an option because uh, pain management is not going to do anything. I'm already doing the CBC uh, oils and stuff, so. Is there any way I could see a surgeon and get his opinion of what I need to do? And he's like, yes, we can set you up with a surgeon. And I told him I already have one in mind. I gave him the surgeon that I want to see because it's the same surgeon that did my L4 and L5. So he said that it'll take him three to four days to get the referral sent over to him and they will reach out to me next week. And if they don't reach out to me next week, he told me to contact them. So that's where I'm at on that. Because he's saying that, you know, there's nothing that he can actually do or give me to help with the pain. No more than city be the pain management. And pain management, like I said, they didn't do anything for me. Before, all they wanted to do was give me blockers where they stick me with these needles up and down my spine where they chipped away at my bone and my L4 and L5 so bad to where when I did have surgery, there wasn't anything there. So I'm not going to go that route again where I'm being shoe with needles, and I hate needles, but for Something that's not working. You giving me pain medicine, you know, in these needles that's supposed to be, that's supposed to work at least three weeks. And it don't even work the first day or the second day. You know, I'm still waiting for it to kick in and it never kick in. So, like I said, I'm not taking those anymore. 
you know, and I'm not taking the, the hydrocodone shots anymore, you know, I, you know, because it's the waste of my time and waste of my insurance money, you know, getting something that's not working for me. I am strongly a believer of not wasting my insurance money on something that's not going to work for me. I want something that's going to work and give me some relief. I have a very high tolerance for pain. But when that pain gets to that point where I can't tolerate it, oh, I voice my opinion real loudly. And as my daughter said, when my mom started doing it, she is serious pain. So she needs some relief. And that's the way I feel. You know, I don't complain about not, nothing, really. You know, people ask me, how you doing? I'm doing fine. And I can be heard from the head of my to- feet, from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I be in so much pain. But I don't dwell on that. I try to figure out ways to make myself feel better. Um, this week have been really a rough week for me because it's now to the point where my neck stiffened up by me just sitting up. And if I can sit up a good 15 or 20 minutes, I'm good. Anything after that, my neck stiffened up, my back hurts, my fibromyalgia start flaring up. I mean, it just like everything start hitting me at once. And then I can't lay on my right side because it hurts so bad. Because like I was telling the doctor, the rheumatologist, the pain from my right ear all the way down to my middle waist of my spine, it hurts. And when I try to get out of bed or try to turn over, it hurts even worse. So I mostly sleep on my left side or on my back. Because if I get on my right side, I'm in trouble. So I, um, me and my daughter, we have like intercom phones. If I get in, in, turn over, accidentally over on my right side and I can't get back, I call her on the intercom. Hey, Kate, I'm hurt. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. Call the help. That's the way we communicate because, you know, I try to be mindful of my neighbors not yelling through the apartment or anything like that. You know, that's why we have little intercoms where we can talk to each other. Because a lot of times I don't have my phone near me. It, a lot of times I leave it on the charge, or there by the charger and I'm in bed. So we got the little intercoms. So we, I, uh, have those and I have mine where I can hook it over on my bed. Uh, so if I need, all I can do just, you know, reach up and push, you know, the button and call her. But, um, like I said, it's, it's been difficult. Very, very difficult. of going through all these different things. You know, a lot of people just don't understand what 
you go through when you in chronic pain or when you have any type of illness. It's it's horrible. You know, I sit and I be in the doctor's office and I sit and I look at people. I I I like to pay attention of my surroundings when I'm out and about. And when I'm in the doctor's office, I I, I see how people how they they act when they're in the doctor's office and then I notice how they act when they walk out the door. So a lot of people I don't know is it, it especially when I was going to pain management. I don't know if it would cause they was um, just wanted the pain pills. You know, they was putting on a front while they was in the office. But as soon as they step out the office, is a they you know they act like well, there's nothing wrong with them. Or before, you know, it was just that's how a lot of people I notice, you know, how they act, their body language and stuff. Me, I don't put on no front. If I'm a, if they ask me how you how you, I'm hurting, you know, and I'm you know I'm in a lot of pain, and when they take my blood pressure, it shows that I'm in a lot of pain because my blood pressure be so elevated, you know, to the point that you know they like, and I take my blood pressure medicine every morning at the same time, at five thirty every morning. A.M. I take my blood pressure medicine. So if I tell you that I'm hurting and then when I get to your doctor off to your office and y'all take my blood pressure, y'all see my blood pressure is still elevated. You know. I It's no I'm not playing. I'm not you no know, just saying that I'm in pain. Because I had one of the doctors to tell me where oh, uh, you, you uh, say that you hurting a lot, but you don't want to go to pain management. Why go somewhere that I know they're not going to help me? Just like you're not helping me, you know. But, you know, I go back to see the rheumatologist in, was it March? Yeah, he want me back to come back and see him in March. I guarantee you I've been to found a new rheumatologist before then. Because, you know, he's not on the same page with me along with my uh, primary care, uh, my pulmonologist, or my cardiologist. He's not, he's not working with us, you know. He wants to make it seem like it's all in my head. It's not in my head. I'm, you know, I'm not crazy. I wouldn't, I don't like pain. If I'm not hurting I'm not hurting. If I'm hurting, I'm hurting. That's just the way it is. You know, and I don't need nobody to constantly keep telling me, oh, you know, it's all in your head. You know, there's nothing I can do for you. Okay. Figure out something else. I know there's other medications out there. Find something that I can be able to take. You know, y'all don't want me to do these experiments. Uh, trials or nothing like that, but I'm not taking anything, you know, they have uh, the spirit trial for fibromyalgia, they have it for uh, 
neck and back pain, but y'all don't want me to take, do none of this stuff. And then something that might actually help me because I'm allergic to everything else that y'all don't try. So, excuse me, y'all solution is to pump me full, shoot me up with needles. That's, that's the whole thing I can see that they want to do, but I'm not going to let that happen. But when I go and see my uh, internal medicine doctor uh, on the 27th, yeah, on the 27th of this month, um, I'm going to talk to him about, you know, the experiment of trials and stuff of these other things. Because I'm letting know that my other doctors, you know, they're not on board with that. He's not on board with it. So I'm talking to you since you are my internal medicine doctor and you and you have that same feel. You could give me some insight. Oh, no. Should I do it or should I not? Or should I, you know, I at least want to know, you know, is there, you know, can you find out what type of drug medicine is in these drugs that they got, you know, before I even get into it. I have to do a commercial right quick right now. And it's mandatory to call action. Download the Anchor app or go to the anchor.fm to get started. Like I did here on Anchor doing a podcast. Okay. But um, like I said, when I go back to see him. On the 27th, I'm going to talk to him about it and see what he think and where I you know where we can go from there. Because, uh, like I said, the new year is coming up and um, I want to be able to have some insight on what I'm supposed to be doing. I want to meet with the surgeon before the new year and see what's going, you know, where we're headed. I really don't want to have the surgery this month, but the way the pain is, if he said I need to go ahead and do the surgery this month, I will. But if he could say I could hold out until the first of the, after the, the new year to have the surgery, then I would prefer to do it that way. But if I can't wait to then, I would just have to go ahead and do it this month. And um, see where we go from there. I know uh, I'm the reason I don't want to have it this month because uh, my birthday is in this month. It's um, four days after Christmas and my children have something planned for me and I want to be able to do you know, whatever they have planned. But if things change where I have to have surgery, they say they can put it all uh off and redo it, you know, when I'm recuperating from, after I recover from the surgery, then they would do what they had planned for me for my birthday. But I will, uh, want to just give you all an update and constantly remind you guys that, you know, talk to your doctors, make sure you write down questions that you have 
Don't let them try to put it in your head that it's all in your head because you only the one that knows your body. And like I know my body very well. You know, I know different pains and everything. It was just like, oh, was it Sunday? I wasn't even able to go to church. I was having so much stomach pain, abdominal pain. Didn't know what was going on. And I was hurting on top. And so I ended up going to the little urgent care. And they did some x-rays and and uh, CT scan and stuff and told me, oh, you're also flaring up. What have you been eating? You know, I'm like, only thing that and I could think of, you know, I'm like, well, actually, I've been eating normally. Then I remember I went to the uh, the Women Relief Society uh, Christmas uh, party at the church, and the food was cold, and I shouldn't have ate it. And we're not allowed to use uh, the stoves and stuff in our church right at the moment. But I didn't want to be rude and not eat something. I just should have just ate the salad and been done with it. But I I tried. I ate some, some ham and some carrots. So it just, my stomach didn't, it didn't agree with me. Uh, cold food don't agree with me. And with uh, having an ulcer, and I've been had an ulcer since I was 13. And I've been dealing with it all my life. You know, it flares up, it goes away. It flares up and comes back. You know, that's just part of, of my life. But when I end up uh, having colon cancer uh, in 2019, it made it a whole lot more difficult uh, for me to, you know, eat and they told me you know make sure your food is warm you know don't eat certain things don't you know and sometimes you know I forget that I supposed to my food supposed to be you know warmed up but you know I brought it on myself and I paid for it (laughs) you know in the fetal position you know and everything, it was just unbearable. So they uh, gave me some some kind of medicine for my stomach to help. And I came home and I've been taking my um, Metamucil so that I won't have that problem and try to help my stomach heal. And I've been back on, uh, since this happened, I've been doing uh, my soups. Uh, I've been making me, you know, my uh, Mediterranean soups and stuff like that to help with my stomach, you know, no fried foods because I had been eating a lot of fried food. And because sometimes, you know, you crave different things and that's what happens. So I had, um, I was craving it and I knew I shouldn't have (laughs) been eating it but you know uh it's a it's a work in progress sometimes I do good sometimes I do bad but I'm getting there and I'm only human 
You know, sometimes, you know, you know, you had those cravings that you want something, you know. And I hadn't had, you know, any fried food in over two years. And I indulge a little more than I should have. But I paid for it and I'm learning that, you know, moderation. <laughs> you do things in moderation. You don't just go blow, you know. And then by me doing that and I'm on my weight release journey and I was doing so good. And by me doing that, when I binged on that fried food, I picked up a couple of pounds. So now I'm back on to my <laughs> Mediterranean lifestyle so I can release those couple of pounds that I picked up because I do not want to go into the new year almost at the same that I started this year with. So I have um, three weeks to work it off, you know, so I'm, you know, it's not going to be a, like a workout or anything like that. Because I can't do workouts anymore where I was doing my workouts every day. Um, the walk at home exercise, they had started getting to the point where it would hurt. It, it was hurting to actually just do the little simple exercises that I was doing. So, and I think that tributed to a big bitch eating fried food also. Now, that's you know you go and goes in these little different de depression stages, and I considered that was my depressive stage where I I eat when I'm depressed, so I binge eat when I shouldn't have, but I had to stop, think, and pray, and ask God to help me and guide me back on the right path. Because I had got off the path, you know, because by me being so frustrated with these uh, doctors, you know, where they wasn't even trying to get the bone density. They said they sent it out. I contact the place where I had it and they said they never received anything from them. So, like I said, I made it my business, you know, to go ahead and get it myself. And sometimes, you know, it overwhelms me because, you know, I'm doing everything that they asked me to do. And if you can't just do what you're supposed to do to help me, it, you know, it frustrates me at times. And plus, I you know, I just just want to be in a dark room and all I want to do is just lay there and sleep. You know, and I know I can't do that constantly because then I won't get better. I start making myself worse. So I'm trying my best to get back on track. You know, like I said, uh, ever since October, I really been having a struggle uh, with my health and. This year, 
from June up until now, I really have been struggling, you know, trying to maintain a normal life, a happy life. But sometimes it get overwhelmed where you can't maintain the same things that you have always been doing. You know, excuse me. Had to get a sip of water there. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. And I, again, I would like to say thank you all for listening to my podcast, sharing my podcast and everything. And I really appreciate it. I am so grateful and humble for all of you all. And I would like to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Namaste.